Welcome to the 2024 season of the Reset MD podcast. We share conversations with physicians and medical students about the resets they've made to support their well being and their personal and professional development. We hope that hearing other stories will inspire and encourage you to design a fulfilling life. Listen in and share. Welcome back to the Reset MD Podcast. This is Dr. Marion McCrary. I'm your frequent host here. And today I'm so excited to meet with one of my colleagues who's a well-being champion for the American College of Physicians. She is Dr. Alicia Shelley, and she's an internal medicine physician as well as an obesity medicine physician outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And I have heard a little bit about her story and the resets that she has done in her life, and I can't wait to hear more. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Shelley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here and be able to share my story today. Um, it's a pleasure. And the more I know about you, you're, you have your own podcast and you do this all the time. So I feel like we are just going to have a great conversation and, uh, and find out a little bit about each other along the way. Yes. Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> Good. Good. Tell us, well, I'll let you start. So um, we were talking a little bit before we recorded sort of about changes that we make in our lives and um, basically that there are sort of these resets that we can decide we want to do something different. And ultimately that leads to a better place for us. And we were talking about different resets that you've had. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the resets along the way that have been helpful for you. Yeah. So um, like you said before, I'm a board certified internal medicine, obesity medicine. Um, And the reason why I got into obesity medicine is because I've just struggled with my weight all my life. I've been up and down, up and down. And so um, that's one of the resets as well, because at some point I was just always just kind of, you know, doing the diets, you know, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, all the above. But the problem is I would still gain the weight back. And so Um, I eventually underwent bariatric surgery and was able to lose weight there. But then within four years, I started to gain the weight back. So it's like the cycle was increasing again. Yeah. And I had to do a reset (laughs) when I realized I had, um, I had stopped running. I was just tired. I was just burnt out. Um, and I stopped running and then in that span of about three months, I'd gained about 20 pounds and I'm like, Oh, something has to change. And the thing that changed was my mindset. Mm. And so I realized that doing all these different diets to try to lose weight and then gain weight, it wasn't serving me. I wasn't being served by it. So now my focus was how can I make these changes more of a lifestyle, something that I can be more sustainable over the long run versus this short taking this diet for a couple of weeks and then, oh, I got, you know, I lost some weight and then, you know, letting it come back. And so that was one of the biggest mind shift shifts for me, mind mind shifts for me and resets that I had um, in a in my physical um, appearance. And so I started working, having more accountability partners, working out with the trainer, started running more consistently. I started, I did multiple marathons. Um, and then eventually I decided to do an Ironman. And now that was a reset because I'd never done um, a triathlon prior to this, but I wanted to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone. 
I had seen um, a gentleman who had Down syndrome um, complete an Ironman and he inspired me. He made me realize like, hey, if I just put in the time, put in the work, start training, I can be able to do this too. And so that's what I did. And so um, last year, October, I started my training career. I had done, I think I did over 17 races, triathlons, running, bicycling. I did a lot of races to get prepared uh, for the Ironman Chattanooga. And I actually did attempt it, but then I got two flat tires that kind of knocked me out. and wasn't prepared for that. Um, prepared, prepared for everything else except that. <laughs> and so after that, I, you know, it was, I was bummed out. I was bummed out. But then I realized that, hey, this was just the speed bump of life, you know? Like life is never gonna be as you expect it. You had in your mind this great finish as you run across the finish line, but things things had a different, um, had, had something different for you. So in that regard, um, that too was a reset and mindset shift for me because I realized that not everything's gonna go be perfect. And so now I'm still training for my second attempt at a marathon. Iron, it shouldn't have a marathon, but an Ironman triathlon in September. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you. I think this is a first on our podcast to have an Ironman, an Iron Woman. We'll put it that way as well. Um, to think about, as you talked about your story and doing the different things that you needed for your your health. Um, uh, whether that be kind of changing your lifestyle, going through a surgery that uh, ultimately the goal was to help you be able to lose weight and to kind of find that health in that way that you wanted. Um, and then to sort of say, you know, this worked part of the way, but what else do I need? And that's where it sounds like those mindset shifts come in. They're kind of a tongue tangler as we say that. So those mind shifts, um, are really, really important for you. Um, what helped you, what helped you start to make those changes with how you, you think about it? And it may be, as you said, how you think about doing the things that you say you're going to do or what supports you. You mentioned a few, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the one thing that kind of, kind of made me change was realizing that what I was doing was not working. It, you know, like, like I, I'm doing all this. I need to do something different. Um, I've been struggling with, like I said, struggled my weight since childhood. So we're not opposed to this. Usually sometimes what triggers that weight gain was usually about stress, whether it was med school, whether it was um, residency, there's always a stress that would, would trigger it. In this case, the last time when I had this reset, it was just burnout. It was burnout from working as a primary care physician, having tons of labs, tons of messages, just feeling as if I'm not really making a difference is that I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting here taking a space. And, um, and the funny thing was, I thought it was my job. I thought it was, you know, what I was doing. I switched jobs thinking, oh, maybe they'll be more organized somewhere else. But then the burnout came again. And I realized that mm, this was this burnout was not just you mean the work, but this may be how I am, you know, what's going on on the inside. There's something about me that's contributing to this, especially if it happened in two different jobs. <laughs> and, you know, the only the only common denominator was me. 
And so that was my next mindset shift where I'm trying to figure out how to kind of balance that um, and how to kind of live, live life to the fullest and still have purpose in what I was trying to do and overcome that burnout. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but it, you know, it made me think about conversations I've had with other physicians, not necessarily here on the podcast, but just sort of um, offline, I will say that it's, you know, we don't always know. And so sometimes sort of changing, as we would talk about the circumstances of what's going on, whether that's your practice or uh, practice environment or your partners or, you know, how many RVUs you have to do, you know, it feels like if I can just sort of change that, then everything will be better. But what, what your experience has been, I think for others is that it's a combination of that. It's sort of finding the right environment and that takes some time and that takes some soul searching or priority setting for yourself. And then also figuring out like what beliefs, what thoughts, what, um, you know, what that mindset needs to be for you to really move forward. You have to sort of believe in yourself in a different way and see that continued, that belief continue to be reinforced. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Like you really do have to have that belief and realizing that I can do this. I've done hard things. I just need to make it work, you know, and figuring out what it is that's kind of triggering this. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's when I actually started going to life coaching. I got a life coach, somebody to help me through this, to kind of figure it out, because who has time to think about these things? <laughs> you know, you have so much to do. And you're like, I know I feel horrible, but I need somebody to help me. And so it really helped me to kind of get through. And it helped me to see that a lot of this was just my own perspective. Like, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm a go-getter. I get things done. Like, you know, I'll sit there and I'll study all day for these boards, day in and day out. We're going to get the work done. So, yes, like we can, we can do hard things. We can do so much. But sometimes trying to find that balance um, in our lives and trying to be able to, you know, work through the burnout and figure out where is it? um that we're you know why is it that we're experiencing this and I think for me it's just the overwhelm of everything realizing that I'm not perfect realizing that you know I can there will always be messages in the in basket like there are times where I will take a picture of my in basket at in basket zero no messages no labs and I literally come back in 10 minutes and then it's filled up and I'm like what just happened <laughs> I'm like, oh my, my gosh I'm telling my nurse, feel free to go home, please. Because um, when you keep working, my in basket gets <laughs> it's full. So, anyway. oh my gosh, I so identify with that. I have pictures in my phone from like maybe the three times ever that I've been at in basket zero. And it's been either after at an end of a job or like right before vacation. And it's there for, like you said, 10 seconds, take the picture and then it comes back. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we expect that. You do. You expect it. Like you just have to, I had to realize that this is going to be happening. You just can't, you know, you can't be like everyone else where it's just zero all the time, but you may have something in there and that's okay. Like you have to be okay with that. And so um, it helped me to kind of get through the burnout, um, get through the anxiety of it. Cause I was starting to develop anxiety around in basket. Just, Oh gosh, in basket, there's stuff in there. I got to look at it, you know? And just really, it just made it made a difference. So by me kind of having that mind shift 
it really made a difference in how I approached it. And I found that I was able to kind of work through my burnout a lot better. Yeah. And that mind shift that you talked about, it sounds, you know, from my experience with it, it's not sort of a decide it once and then you're good forever. There's sort of got to be these reminders. Um, what helps you continue to, to, to learn with, from that and to kind of reset and pivot with that mindset to, to keep you going down the path that you want to the next full Ironman? Oh yeah. So several things, I think number one, I always remind myself when I'm getting bogged down in a certain area, like if for some reason I'm spending forever on these notes, I need to be like, okay, B plus notes are okay. <laughs> Just get the information in there and move on, ma'am. Like, you know, so I try to put some habits in, not, it's not always going to work out the way you want it, but if a majority of the time I can be on top of my habits, it'll be good. And a good example of habits uh, for me is number one, finishing the notes at the end of the day. Like by, I mean, not staying late, but finish it after each person, after each patient, even if it's, you know, a longer note, just finish it. Then you don't have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it gives you time for you to be able to do the labs and the questions because you're not having to finish the notes. Um, and so that's one habit. The other habit that I like is just finding 30 minutes to 45 minutes, either in the mornings or in the e in evening, just to kind of catch up with the backlog. Um, because there's, like you said, there's always going to be a backlog. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you do. There will always be messages. And then they'll respond to the methods like, thank you. And you're like, oh, that's another message. <laughs> so, so, you know, just realize it's there and then just, just uh, block that time. And so for me, I really enjoy the mornings because I'm fresh. I'm clear headed. I get through things. I make decisions faster. Like it's so much easier first thing in the morning for me to do that 30 minute block. And then I'm like, the day is great. <laughs> I've, I've eaten my, my ugly frog and I'm ready to keep moving. So um, those are a couple of things. And then also sometimes I have a tendency to be long winded in a visit. And so sometimes I'll bring in like a little timer, especially if I'm running behind just to kind of keep me on, on, uh, on progress. And to make sure that I'm, you know, not spending too much time talking in the room. Like it's a 15 minute visit and you can't help it. Sometimes 15 to go into 20 or 45, but, you know, being mindful, there's people behind. So we have to hurry this up, you know? I love that. You, you gave me pearls before I even asked for them. I love that. And things in terms of those habits that really help with, with kind of our day to day. And one of the things that all physicians have is documentation, no matter what career they're in. And it, you know, as I think about it, I'm comparing it to like eating the frog or running the marathon. It's like you said, it's, it's sort of just like, you just do it and you do it when you have the energy. Um, and I can imagine as I think about you and the training that you're doing, you know, for your, for yourself, that being able to sort of do this in the way that you talked about with the habits that you talked about at work, just sort of frees up that time for you outside of work to do all these other things that you want to do. Um, I know I, it is such a great feeling. If I finish all my charts before, when I get in my car from the parking deck to go home, I'm just like, what can I do tonight? I've got all this time, you know, that I'm not doing them. And so I love that feeling and I crave that feeling. Um, and I need to kind of put some of these habits into place so I can feel that more often <laughs> in that way. No, you're absolutely right. I realized that when I started training um, for the Ironman, 
that I, you know, it's going to be intense. Like, I didn't know how intense it was going to be, but it was intense. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I'm sometimes there are days where I'm exercising in the morning and in the evening. And so I have to have, I have whatever that time block is. And once I do that time block, I don't think about it anymore. I don't, I don't feel guilty. I'm like, everything else will have to go until tomorrow. Like, I will not answer this question today, but I'll answer it, you know, tomorrow. And it just helps give me balance so that I'm able to do the things I want to do. Um, you know, because sometimes it is important to be able to have that time to exercise, have that time for your family, um, to not have to, you know, have this, this cloud on your shoulder that you have to do. Yeah. So I found that to be so helpful. So helpful. And you, you talked about too, sort of that time of burnout in your career and, I wonder now if there, um, with what you're doing, are there times that that still kind of ekes back in, or is it something that you feel like with the, with what you have in place right now, it's sort of at bay. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely do have moments. It's never, it was, it's never as severe as it was back in when I first had it. I would say May of 2021 was pretty bad. You know, we just came off of COVID. Um, I was actually, not only did I work a full-time job, I had a part-time job, a telemedicine part-time job. And normally with this medicine, telemedicine part-time job, like during the springtime, it's a lighter flow because people aren't sick, but then COVID hit and it was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was like our, our phone cues were off the chain. And you were just, you never had a break. It was just like phone call, phone call, phone call. So now this is my part-time job. I'm working like a, uh, I'm working like a slave here. And then I have my full-time job that I feel like I'm just falling apart at. And so it was never that bad. So I think now, because I'm more aware of kind of where I am, when I see myself getting overwhelmed, I kind of talk myself through it, ask myself, is this, I, I've been able to kind of evaluate my priorities. So I'm like, is this the end of the world or is this, you're just going to be late and that's how it's going to be <laughs> and just be, you know, and just be okay with that. And so sometimes I have to tell myself, Hey, I can only do so much. I may be running behind in clinic today, but the staff knows to let the patients know. And if they have to leave, they have to leave. But, um, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to give poor care to that next patient just because I'm running behind and I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and that's just, you know, what I chose to do. But, and when it does come on, when I do feel overwhelmed, I kind of just mind, like, especially I get overwhelmed with the in-basket. That's probably going to be the same thing. And so what I'll do is I may have a longer block where I will schedule time to tackle the in-basket. I'll schedule time to like, oh, I'll do these labs, you know? For some reason, labs are like the one thing I don't like to do. So I like to do those first because I don't like to do them. <laughs> Eat back to eat the frog or eat the elephant, whichever we're talking about, how big oh, the yeah. elephant is. So exactly. Eat, um, I love this book. It's a really good book uh, called Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy. And in that he talks about, you know, the ugliest, biggest frog, eat that first. And so for me, it's labs. It's labs. <laughs> I don't know why. I have all the I mean, I've I've figured out ways to kind of make it easy where you just click a button, but like your labs are normal. Um, but it's always that one that their labs are not normal and you have to write a sentence or a paragraph. And then, you know, then the patient comes back like, well, I don't understand. I'm like, oh, make appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'm trying to keep typing this all out. So, 
I, I think um, folks folks around the world that are listening to this are like shaking their head like we understand. We know. <laughs> we know we know what that you're talking about. So it's just like um, it's always something. So I just I just shell out that time and I don't I will work when during that time to just catch up and then I won't allow it to kind of burden me that oh you're so behind. I yeah. do the best I can when I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. that's it. Doing the best that you can with what you've got in front of you and and setting those expectations and making the decisions that were right for you in that yeah. way. Yeah. So I'd love to talk a little bit about your podcast and what you do on that. And the name of that, I didn't say it earlier, is Back on Track, Achieving Health Weight Loss. Tell me a little bit about it and what who your audience is and um, and what that's like. Yes. So, um, so I, so a couple of, this has been about a year and a half, uh, that I've started this podcast because I wanted an opportunity to kind of share my message with people that, Hey, you don't have to do all the things to lose weight. Um, and so there is a, a healthy way how to lose weight and there's a, um, not so healthy way how to lose weight. And, and so I, I started this to kind of share tips and tricks on how to do that, how to overcome that time crunch, because that's always big. Um, and, and that's one of the biggest challenges that I face as an obesity medicine physician that people are like, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. So I wanted to kind of speak to the masses. And so I've been doing this for about a year and a half and it's been, it's been very helpful because I get to interview people who are specialists and, and experts in their field and gain knowledge that I may not have gotten just by reading the textbook. <laughs> so, so I truly enjoy it. And it's been a blessing and a blessing to others. So I'm so glad that we've been able to kind of keep moving forward and and, and 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 each week keep putting out a podcast. I love that. I have listened to one or two. I'm. It's time to binge. It's time to go on it and kind of download everything and, and go from there. But I think it's, as you said, it's something that could be really helpful for physicians as well things that they can kind of learn those messages and then also share with patients if they want to, if that's their part of what they do with their career. But it's also really nice just to, to kind of take that in for ourselves and and to hear that too, because as you said, we we can easily slip into that overwhelm, whether it's related to our patient care or documentation or just other things that are going on in our life and really sort of using some of those um tools that you talk about of just like how to, to realize you've got as much time as anybody else. It's just how you spend that time based on your priorities. Exactly. Exactly. Because sometimes we feel like there's not enough time, but there is, you just have to figure out how you're going to do it. You know, and it's okay. If it's not the way you would like it to do it, it's okay that it's not perfect because none of us are perfect. So you just have to kind of take one step forward. And I get the sense from you too, that you, one of your purpose, um, purposes, um, is to educate others, is to help others. Um, and I can imagine that that also feeds back into sort of this sense of well being and, and, and doing the things that you want to do as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By having that balance between work and outside work, it really makes a difference so that I can be able to be the best me and show up um, to help people and to share, share my message. Yeah. Well, I know some of the things that you're probably looking forward to doing in the near future, as we talked about your, your goals for the full Ironman. Um, are there other things on your list, 
sometimes people don't like me to call it a bucket list, but on your list that you're looking forward to doing in the future that you haven't started yet. Mm. So it's so funny. I am. So one thing I'm looking forward to is in April, I'll be doing the London Marathon. So I'm excited about that. We're going to London and then traveling to Dublin. So have a little wellness plus exercise <laughs> at the same time. So I always love going to, I mean, I've been to London before, but now you get to run the streets, you know? So you get to really see it in a different vibe than if you're just like on a bus or in a taxi and driving around. So I'm excited about being able to see all of London or at least the, the major points of London. Um, and then um, I'm looking forward to doing a TEDx talk, actually. This is going to be in October, um, being able to do that. That's, it'll be my first TEDx talk. And so just having that opportunity to speak and to share, to share an idea is going to be great. Oh, that sounds, both of those sound really fun. The TEDx talk, because I have this love-hate relationship with public speaking. <laughs> it feels a little, feels a little more like, ooh, but both of those would be amazing. Um, and so we'll have to hear back from you maybe after those are over um, to kind of how, how they went. I love the idea of, of like thinking about destinations for events like you're talking about. I have not I have been uh, as a prolific a runner as you have, but I've done <laughs> three half marathons, a couple of 10, 10 milers. But I always pick places I wanted to go visit, like you said, and then had that as sort of like a, a really nice excuse to go there. I'm like, I'm training for this race and I want to go here. Um, and then you get to celebrate afterwards and, and you're in a new city, especially if you love to travel. And I think that's a great way to do that. So get your work in, enjoy it, have that unique experience and then get a little bit of rest time afterwards as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree with you. And I love to travel. I realized during the, during the pandemic when I, when we just couldn't travel and I was like, oh, I miss it. <laughs> so definitely, definitely. This is one way how I can get it in, but it's like, Hey, I'm doing this for a good cause, <laughs> not just vacation. And that too, that too, sometimes we're raising money for different things or that um, the entry fees go towards a really good call. So it, it, it's a win, win, win all the way around in that oh, way. Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, let's do this. I love to play just sort of a little rapid fire questions and then, uh, and then we'll finish up um, for you. You mentioned a great book earlier, Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy. Uh, what's on your nightstand right now that you're currently reading? or want to read next? All right, so I I am audibling Atomic Habits by James Clear. Obviously, I do not have time to read. I have these books by my bedside, but they I couldn't get past multiple chapters. There's never enough time. So I audible, um, and I find that kind of helps me because I'll, I'll listen to it while I'm in the car, for the you know going to work 20 minutes, 20 minutes coming back. And then when I'm riding my bike, I'll listen to it. And so it's very helpful. So right now, what's on my list is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Excellent, excellent book. You all need to read it. If you have not read this book, you need to read it. I would say the biggest takeaway, um, or at least the, the, this is my second time listening to it. <laughs> I do it with a book club and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But the one thing that I really, the one thing that's kind of hit me a little bit more the second time is making sure that you become that person you want to be. So I talk about my races 
And I'm like, the reason why I enjoy the marathon and the triathlon races is not actually for the race itself. It's for the person I have to become in order to finish this race. Mm -hmm. And so I have to become that Iron Man so that I can finish or that Iron Woman so that I can finish. I have to be like this doc, this type of doctor so that I can be able to live life and feel proud of what I'm doing. I'm able to go to bed at night and be like, you know, I'm a good doctor. And so sometimes in order to become that person, you have to make different changes, different habits to do this. And so that's the one biggest thing that I love from that book. Um, and definitely he it's, there's so much more nuggets in there, but that's just what I pulled out today. <laughs> but yeah, excellent book. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, and, and audible listening is the same as reading to me. You're getting the information. So, so no shame on that. That is perfect. I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, and I love that with atomic habits. I've, I have read it once and I have it again where I can, I could listen to it too, is that it just breaks it down and makes it simple. It's like those small little steps. It's that first step you take out the door. Um, and that mindset being the person that you want to be and, and living that now so that you can be that person, I think is another big pearl that listeners are going to take away from what you just said, um, here on the podcast, because I think that ultimately, you know, it's not all about the destination, um, the race, it's about how do you train for it? How do you live that every day? Like you're already there. And, and that can make a big difference with motivation, with accountability, as you said, with just going to to sleep at night with feeling like you spent your day the way that you want to. So that's, that's really inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And that was supposed to be rapid fire, but it, I, I talk a lot, so it's hard to be rapid fire with those things. Um, and I would be remiss um, if I didn't ask you about, um, I think you have just recently become an author if you have not been one before, but I know about this book. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been a part of. Yes. So I was so um, honored to be have a chapter in the Made for More Physicians Taking, um, li- I'm sorry, Physicians Living Life on Their Own Terms, uh, Physicians Entrepreneurs Who Live Life and Practice Medicine on Their Own Terms. And it's basically a, a, compli- a compilation of 47 physicians who have become entrepreneurs in one way or the other whether it's um, they have their own practice, the DPC, um, or if they're like me, an employed physician that has a podcast or employed physician who's doing coaching. So not all of us are outside of medicine. We actually still enjoy medicine, but we're doing things on the on, um, as a side hustle or so you say. And so it really talks about our experience and actually, it's it's very inspirational. So I've been reading that too. Um, and I've gained, gained so much inspiration from my colleagues because knowing that I'm not the only one who's struggling, you know, knowing that with you have when you have your own business, there are going to be days when it just sucks, <laughs> when it's not going the way you want to. And that's okay. That's what it's supposed to be. And then most importantly, overcoming the fear of stepping out and trying something outside of your comfort zone. So it's a really great book. I think many people will enjoy it. You can go to Amazon, Made for More, Physician Entrepreneurs Who Live Life on Their Own Terms. Um, And you'll definitely be able to get a really good read and inspiration as well. I love that. I see that as such a great compliment to 
what we're doing here on the podcast is really trying to just tell physician stories. So you know that, you know, someone else has been through this and they've kind of come out in different ways on the other side. And so I think our listeners, if they're coming here to hear physician stories, would love to, to read that or listen to it on Audible, if available, um, in, now or in the future. And, and that sounds wonderful. So I will make sure that we link that in um, our notes for this episode so um, folks can find that if they're they're looking for more reading or listening as well. But I, I so appreciate you taking the time tonight to do this podcast. We're recording after hours, after clinic. And, um, and as we finish up, I know you've given us so many great things to think about, but if you could sort of pick your top three to, to kind of close us out for our listeners, for either physicians who are already in practice or residents or even medical students who might be listening to kind of hear what their life as a physician might be. Um, what would you tell us? Yeah. So I would say, number one, we all go through challenging obstacles in our lives. And the one thing that I realized is that eventually we're going to get through it. And so just remind yourself, if you're going through a challenging time, um, either in your career or as a med student residency, know that this is not going to be always and that it will get better. Um, and definitely, if you're feeling overwhelmed or burnt out how I was, it's okay. You're not alone. Uh, definitely seek help, you know. Um, Sometimes just by talking it out with somebody, you realize that, okay, I'm able to work through this a little bit better, that sometimes it's my thoughts that are kind of contributing to how I feel in my actions. And so um, it's important to kind of be more aware of that. And then um, my last thing would be, you know, feel free to just enjoy your life and just do things for you, number one, but then also being able to live your passion. Because sometimes as uh, doctors, we feel like we're kind of pigeonholed into this one specialty or pigeonholed into this one area, but there's so much more we could do. And sometimes you just need to be willing to, number one, think out the box, but then number two, allowing yourself to dream and making sure that you're living your passion and living the fullest that you can make because life is short, um, as we all know. <laughs> um, and sometimes you want to be able to say that, hey, I live life to the fullest. Yeah. And as you said, it's okay to do things that are just for you, that they're not for others. And that can be, that can be so nice to hear as well, that we can put ourselves on the top of those lists that we have as well. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and telling us um, what it's been like for you and how you're moving forward. So Keep up the resets and please let us know when you finish all these amazing things that you've got coming up and what your next things will be. We'll share. Thank you so much. And I will do, will do. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. If you'd like to reach us, please email us at resetmdpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.